No one can fix your world for you. Everything you need to be happy and fulfilled is already inside you. You simply need to understand how to use it. Then you can find peace, empowerment, and begin to love yourself. This wisdom is straight from the Fix Yourself Handbook written by therapist Faust Ruggiero. I cannot wait to hang out today with Faust and talk authenticity, accountability, keys that will unlock doors, and we should all hear this out of the message today. We are further along than we think we are. We're going to give you hope, tool building. Faust says he has never met a lost cause. So if you are ready to get down to work, go grab your cup of coffee, grab your notebook, and stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction, Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 148, The Fix Yourself Handbook with author and therapist, Foss Ruggiero. Foss is one of the most sought-after self-empowerment authors. He has done over 90 television, radio, magazine, and newspaper interviews in the last six months. A therapist in private practice for over 30 years, Foss published the Fix Yourself Handbook in 2020. The book presents the process way of life, which is the culmination of over 20 years of research, program development, and practice. The book is Nonfiction Award Recipient from the Nonfiction Authors Association, Literary Titan and Reader's Favorite. I'm so excited to bring Foss to our Direction Not Perfection community. I bumped it up on our podcast release list because I have this running list of individuals who I cannot wait to hear this. I know this. I will be sharing this for years to come. And that is what I'm loving about podcasting is I have a forever building reference library and I'm getting spoiled at the ease of how to find my trusted professionals. As we get ready to start this interview, I have one last comment that I wanted to highlight for you because this really jumped out at me and I feel that individuals can have false perceptions of what therapy is meant to be. Faust says, we are not going inside to find all of your horror. We are going inside to find all of your beauty. And that's what counseling is meant to be. Please welcome Faust Ruggiero. Welcome, Faust. Lindsay, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for spending time with us today. I have so many different areas I want to dig, but can we first just start with your background and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm the guy that the kid who was uh, everybody's go-to guy. You know, uh, they would uh, come to me. They had the they had the problems. I had the ears, and uh, and I've always been a great listener and loved it. You know, I love to hear what people had to say. It just uh, it opens up so many worlds for me. So you know, from there it was you know college came along and uh, 
you know, okay, I'm going to be a psychologist. And then that's where it kind of hit where uh, I had to make a decision. What, what branch do you want to go into? And, you know, sure, sure it was clinical. And then I thought, well, you know, I've had a lot of professors, they're clinical people, but they don't have a real knowledge in normal development, the normal development people, child people, whatever, don't study clinical. And if I'm going to go into this, I wanted to do something that could blend these things. I was very fortunate, uh, went through undergrad and then got to graduate school and the uh, Illinois state where I did my, uh, uh, graduate work said, yeah, we'll let you take a dual major in clinical and developmental and you can design it. So that really was the, the jumping off spot for everything. Uh, you know, got, did that, I took a minor in research and a few other things. And when I came out, followed the same philosophy as before I get into private practice, most of us do. We get we go get our licenses and whatever we do, we work in agencies. But I'm going to get a kind of a multi-discipline uh, uh, approach to what I was doing. And I worked in um, centers with deaf kids. I went into nursing homes. I went into uh, mental health hospitals, drug and alcohol facilities. I counseled in a prison. I did all these kinds of things. And then around 30, 35 years ago came out. So, you know what? I think I'm ready. I have that background because I never wanted to be just the... Uh, the counselor down the road. I wanted to be the expert. I wanted to be the, the go-to guy down the road. So I, I did all that work and then I've been in uh, private practice for since 1988. Uh, and uh, this year, toning things down a bit, but you know, everything has taken off with uh, the brand and the book to the point that, you know, you start getting inundated and you make some decisions on how the decision is to slow down. I, I, I must teach counseling. That's who I am, you know, but, but uh, I will, uh, uh, pursue the things I'm doing now. We're doing radio shows and TV and all that kinds of stuff. So it's, 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 it's a fun ride at the moment, but it was a long time getting here. Right. When we get to see into the background like that and understand that it's years of work versus our society is used to seeing this fast paced, like you're just here because you're here and no, no, <laughs> it was years. I heard you say this and I loved it that you've, You've been working for years, but never worked a day in your life because you truly love your career. You know, if everyone could do that, it would, it's such a nice way to get up in the morning and know that uh, you're going to go into the office or, or wherever you're going and, and just love what you do. Uh, it, it really gives you a different type of energy. You get up and you're just primed and ready to go. And I, you know, in a world where everyone is having such a problem with people, I still really love being with people, you know, and, and, and the more new people I can meet, the better you, if you remain a student of life and you remain that person who wants to go out and embrace all those people, you know, the, the, the pandemic was killing me because at, at the end of my session, I always give people hugs and yeah, you can't, you had to stop hugging people, you know? So, you know, so yeah, I still love what I'm doing. Oh, that is so awesome to hear. And you knew it from the get-go. I feel like a lot of us have to, even for me, I feel like I had to enter the college doors and hear that dietetics was even a thing and the counseling. So I love that you just knew it right away. It was meant for you. And when you do, then you, you get that out of the way and you start going into other things, you know, and you mentioned dietetics and, you know, I, I understood at an early part of my career that I needed to know what people were doing, what they were putting in their bodies. And you'd be surprised in a counselor's office. Most people don't go there. I do. And I'll talk about, yeah. well, you're, you're feeling this. What are you eating? 
you know, well, no, I'm staying away from the caffeine. I said, it's great, but there are food allergies and there are, there are things, there's a way food works in your body, you know? So, you know, once you start really getting into this, it, it's not just your typical um, life coach kind of thing. And I'm nothing against those folks, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of training if you're going to do this right. And, you know, I look at it as though those people coming into my office, they've come to me to help them do some things. So I really have to be serious, well-educated, uh, not just in college, but I mean, well-educated in terms of what they need and then go from that point. Absolutely. And I feel like we can be referral systems as well. And to know enough about all of these different areas to know when, you know, we've hit our moment. I think that every dietitian, personal trainer, therapist, like we all can see that we need bits of all of this to make the therapy run, like the exercise components huge, um, which you can probably talk on what you, what, how do you speak about exercise to your clients? Like well, what I do, you know, I've been doing this all my life. In fact, before we we started our interview, I had a, I, I, I did, I, I'm still in the office, but I do a lot of wellness at home, too. So I had four or five people in the morning and then I had this hour and I knew every, you know, I knew what we wanted to do here today. Then I went downstairs and I have a training center in the basement and, and away we go. And I talk about that with them. You know, if you put diet and you put training, because before we we can talk about aspirations and how far we want to go and the mental aspects, we are physical organisms. We got to take care of that first. That's the foundation. And if you're not taking care of your body and you're not uh, watching what you do, then you can you'll be okay and so to speak. But you're never going to be that person you want to be. And you know that, that's right. You know, I get people to the first thing I say: What do you want? What is it that you want to do? Do you just want to get okay? You want to get through your anxiety? I can help you with that. You want to become that person you've always wanted to be? Good. It's 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 a it's a lifetime proposition, but one you should be embracing and enjoying. So, you know, let's let's get down to work. Let's have fun. So this is interesting, and I feel like this is a nice segue that what you're already talking about. And it was actually on my coffee mug this morning too, so it made me smile. It's the whole idea of. We're not supposed to be finding ourselves. We're supposed to be creating ourselves. And I've heard you speak on that before. And do you get frustrated with generations and people feeling like we need to find ourselves that we're way further away than we think we are? Go into that. We've given control of ourselves away a long time ago. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and you can see this, you know, it's usually when, when we get to crisis points where you can really look at those things. And what I did, what I saw in the pandemic is that people just relinquished all control. They went, you know, emotionally just over the edges, uh, did crazy things like buying toilet paper and ridiculous things that, you know, you look and say, why are you doing all this? Uh, Because we're out of control. And, and, you know, and, and the simple, the basic philosophy, the basic point is we've been here for, depending on your view of the world, uh, uh, if it's, if it's uh, you know, Christian or whatever, it's thousands of years or millions of years, depending on which one you, you, you choose to embrace. How did we get to the point that we're still surviving? We're still here after all this time. Well, obviously, the earth had everything we needed and we as beings had everything inside we needed. And it's a dynamic process that continues. And as long as we're willing to get up every day and say, okay, I take the resources that I have and I take the resources I was given and I go with them, I can really control a whole lot of what I'm doing. But as soon as I say, no, I'm entitled to that, I'm done. 
because hmm. that's coming from outside me. I have no control over that, you know, and we're seeing what's going to happen now. What's happening now, people aren't working because they're entitled to not work and the government should give me this money and the government went along with it and the bottom is going to fall, fall out and all these people who have been unemployed for two or three years are going to have to go back to work with all their fears and insecurities about moving forward. You know, life is not that difficult. You take things one little step at a time and you do what you have to do. We complicate it because we don't want to do the work. Right. Or we get lost in the details where we just stagnate, right? We, we mm-hmm. freeze. And I feel like is this part of your practice is you're just helping your clients get to that next step, next step. Do you find that what's like the extreme of maybe somebody that's been one of your more difficult people to get to the next step? What are some of those barriers? Is it anxiety, depression, what are some things that you're up against? It comes in real two, really two categories. There are the people who have the difficulties but are motivated to change, and then the people that resist change. And mm-hmm. both of them can be difficult, but the first group almost always you have success with because they're willing to work. They'll cry, they'll they'll hurt, they'll get they'll get lost, but they know uh, you know the bond is there. They trust that you're going to pull them forward just a little bit. We're not looking to you know heave them all the way over. Just get them to the next rung, and and they'll and they'll work with it there. Just help me get to get to that point. Let me see if there's light at the end of the tunnel. The other people, you can shine the light in their face, and they're going to close their eyes because you just told them, you know, the W word. You're going to work a little bit, and and really. Once you get into the flow of changing your life and you learn the processes involved, it's really not work. You start to, it's sort of like exercise, you know, where you get into the, the drudgery into the first month and you hate this and you're, you're, you don't want to sweat and, and you, you, you know, your, your muscles hurt, your joints hurt. And then two or three months later, you're now challenging yourself. Yeah, I can't wait to get on that, that elliptical trainer, that treadmill. And I was doing 20. Now I'm doing 40 minutes and I raise the difficulty level because you're challenging yourself. And what happened there is you made the connection with what's inside you. I know I can do this. It, it, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me uncomfortable for a while, but I'm going to grow in that. That's where my growth period is, in that uncomfortable part of things. And I can do it. That's what I like to get people to understand. You know, they'll get to all the things they want to, what they want to fix. But if they can understand that they possess the abilities to do it, they just haven't tapped in yet. Yeah. Good. Right. So a huge part of this is changing somebody's belief system. Absolutely. Getting them to under to, to embrace the processes of life, to, to be honest with themselves, you know, to be willing to slow down a little bit and, and, and be, get the information. Look at what you have to do. Set out a plan. Follow your plan. We're resisting those things. We don't want to follow anything. We want to be spontaneous all the time. Well, you know, I don't feel like doing that now. So I, I'd rather do that. Well, you know what that that pile of things that's behind you that that you hiding it's coming to get you now. <laughs> oh, Loving this. Um, bring us into your fix yourself workbook handbook. Excuse me. Um, tell us all about. I feel like I can see listeners being like, "I'm loving this guy. What does he have to offer that can help me?" You know, it's interesting when I when I. Uh, I decided to write the book. The book comes right out of the out of my practice. Um, many years ago, uh, you know, I started throwing out some of the uh, well. They, they taught this in this textbook and that type, that that methodology and that guy's. 
formula. And I started to realize that what really made sense and it crossed all the various psychological disciplines was processes, things we have to do in life to get from one place to another. They happen all the time. A typically example, I mean, what seems small, you and I prepared for this interview today. You may have seen this. I've said this a few times in interviews. We didn't just arrive here. There were many processes from the time we made contact and emails going back and forth. And you're looking into what I've done. I'm looking at your podcast. So I see how you interview all the things. There's a lot of processes that went into us getting here. Life is the same way. Everything we do to move forward process to, again to be honest slow down look at information uh, anything uh, getting rid of anger learning how to uh, be creative they're, they're all in there but I so I started with that that's the premise for the book to teach processes the next thing I did was went into the designs and when I went into health I really really started looking at self-help books I, I can understand why people aren't getting better because they're giving you tons of information and then they don't pull it together to say now do this. Yeah, the, the chapters are 30, 40, 50 pages long and you get lost in them. Um, so what I, I looked at the way people were learning and I'm seeing that today it's kind of microwave learning. You know, I want to give me it in three or four pages and I want to be done. So I said, let's let's go with that design. So the book is written with a, a particular topic. Again, let's say it's honesty. There's a quote. So it kind of brings it home. Then there's three or four pages of information about what's going on and why people uh, aren't so honest and how you get to that point. Then I close every chapter out with these are the exact steps you take. And as opposed to five or 10 chapters, there are 36 chapters. So there are 36 different life problems in there and, and getting people through all of those. And I wrote it like a journey. So, which is really the way we, we should be doing this, not just here, fix this in 10 easy steps kind of thing. Life's a journey. I want them to understand that if you embrace this and enjoy it, you can't wait to get into it every day. You'll use it every day of your life and you will keep on flowing with the changes. You'll keep on reinventing yourself. You'll keep on recreating the life you want to create because as you know, life's dynamic, it doesn't stay in one place. So as it changes, we need to change with it. So I wanted to give them the exact pieces of information that will always apply. And once they get through that, they'll realize they're strong enough to deal with any situation that comes up in their life. And that's what counseling is all about. You know, right. if, if you came to me and said, I have anxiety, I'm like, okay, I clean up your anxiety with you, see you. And you're going to call me for the, when I'm depressed. When I'm my husband, I said, well, let's give you, I always, I always tell people you're in business with me to be out of business with me. You don't want to have to come back a year from now because the new problem came up. I'm always going to be there. You may look and say, you know, all right, something changed. My son did this or, you know, I lost this person. I really need you. Okay, that's fine. And it's a refresher course. Uh, but I, I should, you shouldn't have to feel that every time there's a problem, you have to come back to me. And the last thing I did with the book is I wrote it as a reference book. So it's a year from now and you were dealing with anger and we, book got you through it. Now you're starting to see that you're angry again. Go back to the chapter on anger, read four or five pages, go back to the exact steps. Okay. Now I have to do those things again. So I think that's the way a self-help book should be written. Yeah. I'm loving this and all the topics that sound like they exist in there. I'm picturing trust I'm picturing authenticity or, you know, can you name off a couple and give maybe some real specific examples? I have it right. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> you know, 
the ones I, I again I talked about honesty and the one of the biggest ones is something I call I over E intellect over emotion, and and I, and when I can teach people how to slow down, just slow it down, take a breath, look at your problem, see what's in front of you with your brain, not your emotion, because the way we're trained, the way we wired ourselves, re, or rewired ourselves, I should say, is to see that something happened and we quickly emote, we quickly go after it. And as soon as you did, you did that, you lost the connection for your brain to get in there and do some things. And it doesn't mean you can't emote down the road, but let's emote over the facts. Let's bring it into rational thought. Let's get a plan to work on it. Then talk about how you feel about it. So, you know, I spent a lot of time teaching that concept life being a journey as opposed to this destination thing we like you know i want to get as soon as i get there i'll feel okay no you won't Mm -hmm. (laughs) you'll get there and you'll say now i have to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. we want to get that into people teach them how to learn how to deal with change that one is huge we like comfort zones and the way the mind works it's it wants to settle into comfort zones operate on autopilot and relax right we stagnate there we don't like change. The world changes around us. We get caught behind. We become toxic in our own comfort zone. So I like to get them through all those kinds of things, dealing with anger, dealing with mistrust, as you say, forgiveness, you know, um, not just of other people, of yourself, because I don't, yeah. you know, I haven't heard this expressed anywhere else, but I don't believe you can ever forgive anyone else till you forgive yourself. You have to learn that process first. Then you can take it outside of yourself. And again, that's the thrust of the book. Everything you want to do outside of yourself, if you master it inside first, that other part's easy or much easier for sure. Isn't there a term for that? Something like projecting? uh, Yeah. 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 If, if, If we have it and we don't want to deal with it, we're going to find it in other people. It's not like if we do... We all have the same issues. So we'll find it some in someone else and we'll try to fix it there or at least attack it there. Even mm-hmm. the playing field real well for us, but it just calls, puts us in a position to never change who we are, which doesn't make any sense at all, obviously. You know, I help them deal with envy. Let's not let's, you know, why envy another person? You know, that that's it doesn't work for you. It, it's slow suicide people pleasing, things like that. And then some of the positive things, let's get into creativity. Let's get into uh, passion for life. And I tell people how to do that. Here's how you become a creative person. No one says that. We just, we think that you have to master, let me find something I'm going to be creative in. It doesn't work that way. I teach them how to be creative in everything they do in their lives. And then that one big thing will emerge, things like that. Uh, and get to the point where we get to the point where we I, I t- talk about love a little bit differently than uh, um, other people do. I talk about love as internal balance, as you know, physical, emotional, intellectual and spiritual balance. When you get there and it, it's not it's not hard, it really isn't. We all can do it. Uh, you, you get to that point. Now you love yourself. Now you hear that thing well i can't love someone else do i love myself everyone has said this and no one provided the roadmap i wanted that in there i wanted them to people to see that there is an actual way there's a route to loving yourself liking your life beginning to love it love yourself and then you can extend that outward to other people but until that time you're trying to complete yourself and that's the last thing we want to do is be in a relationship where our other half is part of who we are we're who we are we bring that whole person to another person and if that yes. person's willing to do the same thing boy, you have something nice going on right 
Right. Oh my goodness. Thank you for continuing to go through these topics. I'm picturing listeners going ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Okay. Yep. I fit that. Uh, So good. (laughs) For the person who can hear all of this and then just like want to have the trust in the process, the faith in the process that if I take these little steps, I'll eventually get there. But then for the person who really Whether it's because they're speeding along and they're like, I'm already feeling too old to, you know, I don't have time to like work through all this. I'm already, I want to have that baby and I'm 45 years old already and I'm not in the relationship, you know, or that career or I don't know. How do you, how do you help instill that trust? That's, that's easy. I, 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 I tell them just what you said. They say, I can't do this because I said, oh, so you're already doing it, but without a plan. Every day you get up, live your life, and you're plugging into your processes. They just happen to be without a plan, some of them toxic, some dysfunctional, some that are just making you crazy. So you're going to get up and do this every day. Why not do it with a plan? Why not try it? We're, we're going to get up and do and plug ourselves in every single day. This gives you, and I, I always tell people, life is about options. If you put new options in your life, for example, I'm going to have that baby. Okay. And when you do, how is your life going to change? And they'll say, well, I'm not sure. It'll, it'll, and they start doing this. And I say, stop. What if you had a plan and you lived your life according to that plan? And then the baby is just factored into that plan rather than the baby being the plan. And you're trying to factor everything in around the baby. That's where you go off track. Whatever you do in your life should be brought into the plan that you have. And that's what I'm giving people, a life plan. Bring it into that plan. I call it, I call it bringing it in, into the processes. And I always say you go back to your processes. You'll find all the answers you want. Master the processes first. You're going to be in life, living your life doing these things every day anyway. Why not do them with confidence and good feelings about yourself? Why not be able to know that if another pandemic comes along, I can deal with this. I'm not going to get crazy, whether it's a pandemic or a love relationship or the boss at work or your, your home life, whatever it is, you come in and you're confident already. I can deal with it. You know, sometimes you, you get these little things that, 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 that kind of ding you. And one of, my, one of my sons said to me the other day, he said, last week we were talking, he said, nothing rattles you, dad. And I said, well, it's not that nothing does. It's that I'm my, my, uh, you know, my kind of default reaction, if you will, is when it comes up, I go, okay, let's just look at it (laughs) rather than, you know, that's, and when you do that, because those first three seconds, I I guarantee you the first three seconds after something hits, that's going to tell you how you deal with it for the next three or four days. So if your initial reaction is to say, okay, let's look at that. Then you just begin, what you really said is, okay, I'm going to refer this back to my plan. I'm going to take all my skills and all my tools, and I'm going to apply that. And it's worked before, so why in the world wouldn't it work now? Versus, oh my God, what do I do now? (laughs) Two opposite sides of the spectrum there. And getting us all more on your end, it's just this very logical, I've heard like wise mind versus emotional mind before. And tapping more into that, like, take what you know, settle in for a second. And like you said, if you can get to that point where you know it's worked in the past, trust that it's going to work again. Um, which I think you know this about me, but I'm, I am a dietitian. I'm a personal trainer. And so my individuals that I get 
Oftentimes we're talking obviously nutrition, fitness, and accountability is one of the big things that we talk about a lot because I often hear, I know what to do. I just need to do it. And so I'm picturing a lot of your processes. We can always talk in processes and that really comes with, with fitness and with food and having a plan and whether or not your plan falls apart, so be it. But at least you like go into the week, go into the day with an idea. Taking right from that point, you, you talk about accountability and I, I, and I, I use that term, but I also use commitment. And, and, you know, if you're going to change anything, it's, it's about learning and learning is commitment over time. If you don't, if you're not willing to commit, to commit yourself to it, know that you're in it for the long haul and make that decide to make it a part of your life. You're not going anywhere because you'll keep reinventing it. You'll, you'll say, okay, fine. I, I did that. You know what? That's just not doing what I wanted to do. Now you'll go try something else. And I watch people shop and shop and shop, and they look for all the new things. Pick one, commit to it, hold yourself accountable. And the way, and, and the way I talk about accountability is uh, in terms of permission. Do not give yourself permission to stop or do the wrong thing. Only give yourself permission to do what fits in with your plan. If you do that, you're in great shape. You don't, and, and you don't negotiate permission. You don't walk past the, uh, the, the cookie jar and say, well, you know, I did really well this week, one or two, because you know, it's not one or two. That was what, what you really said was, I want to start eating cookies. But, you know, we start doing those little games and, and there are no games, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of, kind of the way I am. I, if I say no, I'm, it's no. If I say I'm going to do that, it's going to happen. And, and I, I'm not going to get, you know, um, OCD about it. I'm just going to calmly commit, calmly hold myself accountable, calmly work it in every day of my life. And then I get to a goal that really looks attractive to me, something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that faith in the process that sometimes we don't know what, like it surprises us sometimes that we end up somewhere that we could have never thought up on our own and it's better. One of my examples is I set out to write a book, which I did direction, not perfection, but it was the book that led to the podcast. And it's really the podcast that is like my baby, my, you know, my thing that is like bringing me joy every day. And so, but I didn't know that when I started with the book, I'd had to all, like you said, just, it's all just chunks, all just one action a day and we'll see where it goes. You know, and, we don't and, know how strong we are until we decide to commit and test it, you know, and, and that's what I always say. And back to the you know, exercising, if you did 20 minutes, can you do 30? And people will say, Ooh, I don't know about that jump. Try it. Try it and, and go till you stop. When you get, you know, and, and you find out so much about yourself, your strengths, the way you think. You start, then you start actually as a default pushing the, the, uh, the unaccountable parts of you out of the picture. And like you, you know, I wrote the book, and but the book was not what I, the whole thing, the brand is what I want to keep moving and I want to move forward and the things I'm doing, these interviews, that's where people are finding me. Uh, you know, the, I, I did, I did a, a radio show, someone, let me interview, and, and it was a, a West Coast, um, all, all kind of self-help uh, radio network, they're international. And it, so I did it, it went great. Two weeks later, the, the woman comes back and says, um, name of Linda McKenzie, Linda comes to me and says, do you want to do a radio show? 
And now I'm looking at this and I'm saying, yeah, like I have time for this. Absolutely. So now we're doing a radio show. So I interviewed a, a person who I had interviewed me two or three times. Um, her name is Rhonda Williams, a business person. And, and we did so well. They came back and said, would you like to do a second one? So now we're doing two radio shows. So like you, the book is great. It's the foundation. It pushes things forward. But what it really did is inside the book had all these little keys that are unlocking all these other doors. And that's a mess. And I say that message because if people will look at their life that way, the keys are everywhere, but you've got to make some initial steps to see that they're there. And once you you get one and you open a door, you say, well, that was fun. And I got some great stuff there. Let me find another key. And, you know, behind every new door, there's a new key and you can go as long as you want to go because they're unending. Right. Chills. Love that. (laughs) Oh, okay. What am I missing here? I feel like I also really wanted to hone in on the point where you say that people are further along than they think they are, because that's just so hopeful. Yeah. You know, people will come in. And uh, and they start making progress. You know, we do our first session and we're talking and we get that bond going. And and then I tell them, you know, I can see it. I say, I'm going to get you here, here and here, but you're going to do all the work. Then they start doing it. And then they say, I never thought I could do that. And I said, well, it didn't come from me. It's, <laughs> it, it, you know, I have my own stuff. It's, you had this all the time. You didn't realize how far down the road you were. Because what you're doing is as you go down the road, it opens up challenges and you see those and you run away. So if you will look at those challenges and accept them, you'll realize how far you are. But you keep on staying back here in your comfort zone and you don't realize that the world's been challenging you and you're still here. How did that happen? Well, yeah, you're farther down the road than you think. So what we do is we do some kind of in the moment stuff. I said, let's find out exactly where you are right now. And then I start going through the questions. And I don't, I'm not one of these um, read this or do this worksheet or I, I've never been that person. I Because they're not going to have their workbook with them the rest of their life. I said, your workbook is you. So uh, here, we're going to put these inside you. Let's talk about where you are. Let's get let's get you to finally look at this without your emotions, without maybe the abuse you came from or the the limits you either self-imposed or someone imposed on you. And you you've taken those as gospel. Let's let's get all those out of the way and let's really look at where you are. Let's see where you've come from and where you are now. And when every time when I do that, they just look at me and say, I had no idea. It was like you were presenting someone new. And, mm-hmm. and their first knee-jerk reaction is not to accept it. I, yeah. said, I just showed you. I said, but it can't be me because you know, it's a new person you gave them and, and it's not grounded in them yet. Then we work to, to get it grounded. And then that's the jumping off spot for everything else. Oh, very cool. Yes. Important. Um, you work clinically in your office, but you also work virtually in case anyone's going. I would love to work with them. Are yeah. you still taking individual clients? I am. You know, um, I, if anyone's interested, they just go to my website. It's my name, fostergerald.com. And uh, there's a there's a booking link there. There's a, a contact link. And all they have to do is send me an email and say, I'm really interested in getting involved. What can I do? Um, I, I, I at this point, I'm trying to do a little bit of give back. So I suppose to getting into all elaborate insurances and the whole deal, they present who they are. 
what they want to do. We talk about what they can afford and we go from that point. You know, I think after, after doing this for 40 years and it's given me so much, now we want to want to be able to, uh, you know, turn it loose and let's just see what people can do. So, you know, I, I'm believing and It's funny because people are saying you're, you're what, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not leaving. Everyone who knows you know, over all these years knows they can call back. So, so can new people. And, and sometimes it's just a question people have. I'll be glad to answer. And people want to get involved. We'll, we'll go the route, whatever, whatever they need. I love it. What am I not asking you that I should be? I feel like I'm missing even more, more goodness. <laughs> you know, I think that you've covered a lot of it. Staying in, in, in today and working hard every day is what I tell people. And I, people always say, well, gee, well, what would you, what would you, what's the last thing you would say to someone? And it's really how we opened up things. Everything you need is inside you. It's already there. Stop looking outside. You stop telling yourself you can't, or you don't have these things. They're there. They're already there. All you need to do, you probably just need someone to help you unlock a few things, get some of those keys. Once you open a few doors and you say, wow, I was able to go through that, that door, that doorway, you'll find a whole new you inside there. Just don't give up. Have a little faith. It's, it's there. Mm, So good. Thank you. Thank you. I hope everybody just takes this all in today and realizes that this doesn't mean this message is for everybody else listening except themselves. Because I feel like that's where a lot of people go. They're like, I get it. It works for them. It works for them. But I'm just a lost cause. And you are at the top of your lungs saying that is not the case. I've never met anyone who was a lost cause. And, you know, I I, I've worked with this particular approach, the, the process way of life with 22, 2300 people. And I've seen probably 5,000 in my career. And I have never met one yet who did not have the ability to do what they wanted to do. I've met a lot of people who didn't believe they had that. People have told them they've lived lives that were, you know, just uh, painful and and, and lonely. Uh, But once they understood that it's all in there, and I, again, I, I don't see people fail. You just have to want it. You have to, you have to want it, really want it. And you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to do what it takes to get there. And again, we're not cutting any legs or arms off here. It's not horrible stuff. You know, <laughs> like I say, when I tell people, when you go inside, we're not going inside to find all your horror. We're going inside to find your beauty. That's what counseling should be. We may, we may have to get, you know, trudge through some of those murky waters and we will. And every now and then there's going to be a live wire in there that shocks us. And we'll go through that one too. But, you know, we, we weren't created to be horrible people. We're created to be beautiful people. Let's go get it. That's all. It's just a question of going to get it. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. Please join us again in the future. <laughs> Anytime. I would love to. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you or you can picture that exact person who needed this, I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2021 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the fact that our journey will look different now and in five years from now slow and steady y'all it's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life 
I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.